whether you eat or drink. Whatever you do. 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 Or whatever you do. Do all to the glory of God. Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny. And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. Resurrection Sunday weekend, Passover. Passover, all the things. This, we haven't done this in a while, where we record on the day we're releasing. It is Saturday. Did we do it one time? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, this is not It's our... Saturday at noon, and we're gonna... We're late. Yeah. Normally, you guys listen to the Saturday morning, if you're on top of things. And you probably were like, those big jerks didn't record last night, even though... And we didn't record last night. We didn't. That was our plan, and it just... Fell apart. Yep. So. Here we are. We decided to get it done. Today, potentially. Um, we. <laughs> she says potentially as she hears one of our kids crying. crying. Tim's out there, though. We're, uh... We are celebrating... Is this our third? I almost forgot. I did a live video on Facebook today of our morning adventures, but I couldn't remember if it was our third or fourth year... Of doing plagues and pancakes. I really want to say it's the fourth year, but I know for for a fact it's at least been three years. Okay. But Where the Saturday we do plagues and pancakes, which is make a bunch of pancakes for everyone. We're really confused, though, if... Maybe we... I don't know. I'll have to ask if Melissa. If we do it on Easter weekend, usually, or if we do it... We know we do it for Passover, but we don't know if Passover Usually we do... We celebrate, like, a Passover dinner on a Friday, and then the Saturday after, we do plagues and pancakes in the morning. But this weekend, it didn't work out to do uh, Passover last night on the Friday night because of Gabe and Melissa not being around. So we're doing Passover dinner tonight on... Saturday night. Um, so we decided to do plagues and pancakes this morning. Clearly are needing to be on some sort of doing it on actual days doesn't matter to us. Well, no. I mean, we do it when we We're can. trying to do it around the right times. Yeah. We want, we're not going to just like bust out a random day in November and right. maybe... I we would. Who knows? Probably not, though. Only so, if we got confused. Plagues and pancakes. We make a bunch of pancakes for our three families and all of the kids and enjoy a breakfast together. And then we talk about the different plagues in Exodus and um, reenact them. This is the part that Melissa does because she's like the cool, fun homeschool mom that Danny and I are not at all. Right. So... I love that she does it. It's just not... So this very much sums up well our differences and uh-huh. how we work well together is that as we were talking about this weekend, Melissa was saying there was just no possible way she could foresee doing plagues and pancakes. Because normally they make... They soup. normally do pancakes and do, they do... They do the whole thing at their house. Yeah. But... 
I said, well, is this something where if I gathered all the supplies and had everything ready for you, it would feel overwhelming to you to facilitate actually going through? Because the facilitating part for Danny and I feels... The worst part. Horrible. Mm -hmm. Like, I just... I love that she does it. And I think it's fun for them. But I, I could just not get into that. At all. And she said, oh, no, that part I would love. I can even get the supplies around. I just don't know if I can make the pancakes. And Danny and I are like... I will make pancakes, bacon, sausage, eggs. eggs. We will... We'll feed everyone. And we'll we'll even do it at our house. We'll do blueberry pancakes, chocolate chip pancakes, regular, gluten-free. Yeah, we did it all. We just... And that was okay with me. I feel... Had Melissa take over and step in at that that point when it was necessary to uh, teach the different plagues. And it's fun. Even though we've been doing it every year, I feel like as different kids get to be different ages, it's like a new experience for them because they just... Even though we do the same, like stickers on the body for boils and like throwing chocolate sprinkles for gnats like we do kind of the same things every year but I feel like it doesn't really get I'm sure when our kids are like 17 they might be like oh but we'll just make them help make breakfast (laughs) (laughs) yeah so well I think even doing the same things is one of those things where it's a tradition you know what to expect but I feel like there's like certain age kids that last year didn't really care much about it and was just playing with toys but this year was like oh I want to be Moses and it was a little more it'll just keep being fun so we had that this morning and then tonight we'll have our Passover dinner and then tomorrow's Easter and would you like to say hello we have a little guest you want to say hi you don't want to say hi? Oh, to this microphone. You say hi in the microphone and then all the people can hear you. You say, say hi. What's your name? What's your name? You've never been a guest on here before. What's your name? Dietrich? You've been a guest on here, Dietrich, before, but you were just sleeping in your mom's lap. Oh, yeah. You did sleep on the podcast once. Can you say your whole name? What's your whole name? Dietrich Daniel Brown. And how old are you, Dietrich Daniel Brown? Uh, You're three? Uh, You came in here to see mommy because something happened? Did you get hurt? I'm falling out. You fell down? Yeah. How are you feeling now? You feeling better? Uh, uh, Do you need a kiss? Uh, you want to go play again? You want to sit here and listen to us talk? Uh, play. Okay, you go play. Say bye. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Um, so yes, tomorrow morning, on Easter morning. Mm-hmm. We've we... only done this one other year, or did we do it two years? I don't know. We don't know. These are our traditions. We don't remember half of them. We don't even know if we did them or not. We have I know we did it last year, for sure. I do, too, but I feel like... I think it was the second year last year. I think it was, too. We wake up early 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 and do a little sunrise hymn sing yep 
We used to do sunrise service at our old church in Illinois. So I feel like... I've done a sunrise... We I did a sunrise service with the church that I grew, grew up, up with. with. And... It's way better to do it in our front yard because we can just walk out in our pajamas and blankets and I don't have to like get everyone dressed and ready to leave for church. We, the sunrise service we did with ours was very much kids showed up in their pajamas and I mean adults usually were dressed but not dressed for church and we would go and do a sunrise service and then we would have a little brunch and then break from that and then come back for church. But we don't do a church service. We just do, do our normal church. Right, but oh, for right, our, yes, the hymn sing. Our sunrise thing. Yeah, we just sing some hymns and pray and watch the sunrise and yeah, then go have breakfast. Didn't last year we do cinnamon rolls? Probably. We're really. I think we had think cinnamon we really rolls did. left in the freezer from yes, Christmas, Christmas, and so we really we busted out the good stuff easily. Poor kids this year are gonna get. Yeah. Some toast. Sorry, we made you some pancakes yesterday. <laughs> you just get yourself some cereal. Uh, yep. Make well. a bowl. So, that's our day, our weekend. I feel like this is a... We just gave you a very hodgepodge, unorganized rundown of our Easter traditions. This is what yeah. we do mm-hmm. at Easter time. We don't remember half of it and yep. some Passover-y type things with some yeah, we, plagues. Yeah, we mix together some some things. and I would be okay if we wanted to start somehow incorporating our night last night of getting pizza for the yeah. kids and mangoes, Mexican food for the adults. There's this really great Mexican food place in downtown Mesa that we love. Yeah, so, so it's too expensive to buy the kids that, so we buy them Little Caesars Pizza, which they are happy about, and we got Mexican food for us adults, and then played some games, and... Yeah, we could just... Let's make that a tradition, too. Okay. Except Passover will normally be on Friday. I know. We'll just have to figure it out sometime. Okay. Maybe the week before. <laughs> I just want to have just a tradition do that again. for mangoes. Um, so... What else is going on in our lives? In our lives. Well, my last report last week was that everything was going super great and (laughs) I had gotten so much done, which I had. And then as soon as you recorded that, you got sick. Bam. I got sick. I couldn't tell if I was sick or not. It yeah. was a it was a mild illness, but it was one yes. that still definitely made my productivity level drop. Definitely. Um, I still do think there was an element of stress on your body that that made me yeah. get sick. But um, yeah, I had decided I was eating really low carb last week, and I think. My body hated that. Yeah. From what I demand of it. So decided to stop doing that and just eat Mexican food last night. Yeah, to make it was up for really it. great. Really, really <laughs> great. But I did I did not keep eating after I ate half of the meal of my chimichanga mm-hmm. and beans and rice and felt nice. I didn't feel you have a nice lunch for today. I know. 
worked out. It's great. I ate my whole thing. Normally, but I do feel that my meal was bigger. Your meal was bigger. A chimichanga is... Yeah, I just had enchilada. But normally I would have pushed and kept eating until I felt really full, yeah. which would have been almost the whole thing or mm-hmm. the whole thing. And then I would have felt really miserable the rest of the night. So baby steps, just yeah. eating moderately, you know. Mm-hmm. And I did still manage to get some school done with my kids. I still stayed on top of... The curriculum that you and I are doing together. Yeah. Got through that for the week last week. So I feel okay. I feel like I went from I'm not doing much of anything in an organized fashion to I had a really organized, did everything at 100%, and yeah. now I've fallen into the this is real yeah. life. I yeah. feel like this past week was like more real life Like you still need to mode. put forth an effort and you know kind of what your goals are, but you're also knowing that you're never going to actually have a perfect day slash week of those goals. Right. Oh, yep. So that's where we're at now. Yes. Um, I had a little, uh, probably a similar week. Um, I feel like we've gotten into a decently good groove with school stuff in our new curriculums. We're, we're doing more new newer like we changed i think all of our subjects to new curriculums i feel like you added a curriculum but you're kind of just doing subjects that you already right have been yes in we changed a lot all of our our curriculums for all, all of the subjects some of them you changed back to ones you already some Had, semi yes. new yes so it wasn't a brand new i've never me, seen right. this out of the box yes. before um so I feel like that's overall been going good. I think my kids have had good, better attitudes than I was expecting them to, to go from like one amount of school to like a significantly more amount of school. I find that my kids don't really mind doing more work if I'm organized yes. and ready to help them yes. and ready to set aside my time and give uh-huh. them my attention. Yes. They're, it's not really that hard yeah. for them. I'm not, I'm still not demanding Eight hours a day of no. sitting in a desk and yes. So something that I've really loved doing. I'm normally like a. I, I'm definitely a visual person and I like to have like to do lists and things scheduled out. But I feel like even when I would do that for like the week ahead, you know, like this is what I want to get done. I it would feel a little overwhelming to me to like see it all that way so now I've been like I have like a wheat little weekly planner thing that I've been planning in like kind of what I want to do each day of that week with the kids as far as school stuff mm-hmm. like what lessons and things like that and then the night before I look at that and I, I have like a huge dry erase board in our dining room school room kitchen it's all Right. Open. Where um, you do school, though. Where you do yes. them. Not all of it, but where you do the majority. Yes. So, the night before, when Tim finishes up the dishes, I write a little note on our dry erase board about what the date is and, like, if we have something out of the ordinary we're doing that day. You're then, doing my spreadsheet method just on your whiteboard. Yeah. Of mm-hmm. planning it the night before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of already planned. Sometimes I just copy it right from my book yeah. that I plan the week before. Yeah. But sometimes I'm like, oh, 
I actually have to tomorrow do this, and so I'm going to take off this. Or I'm like, oh, this got canceled, so you can't actually do... Because if I plan it a week ahead, and then I add stuff later to my mm-hmm. kids' plan, then they're going to be like, well, I thought I only had to do this. So I've been putting it up there, and my kids then will go and, like, put a little check mark when they get some one of the subjects done, if it's something they can do on their own. And my kids have really been liking... Now that all of my, like, bigger kids can, like, read... Mm-hmm. We struggled for a long time with our oldest with dyslexia, and so it felt like some of those methods, I don't didn't feel like she could even, like, read well to, like, know what some of those things said or meant. But now it feels like I can just write a little note up there, and they can, like, read it and see what they need to do. It's great. Yeah. It's been fun, and I feel like they've really enjoyed waking up to, like, sometimes I draw pictures that are terrible, <laughs> but... So that's kind of been our method of what we've been doing, and it's been it's been working out pretty well. Um, and yeah, so yeah, pretty uh, decent week. And in other big news about my pregnancy, maybe this just feels big to me, but I finally made it to five days of not taking my prescription morning sickness medication. And I'm about 22 weeks. Just was a long, long haul. A long haul of this, but I definitely feel like I'm feeling better and more like I would expect. And so, have you noticed over the course of the last five days since you stopped taking it, feeling a little bit better, nausea-wise, even from then, or um, is about the same? I think it's about the same. I'm starting to feel. Maybe I'm getting the sickness Danny had last week. I don't know. But I'm feeling run down yesterday and today. So, um, but I feel like nausea-wise, it's maybe improving a little bit. Overall, though, it feels like I can handle that. I can manage it. I'm not... It feels fine. So, yeah, that's been... I'm glad that I'm not going to hopefully have that experience the whole entire pregnancy and to feel a little bit more alive in the mornings and able to help out and so yeah that is big yep big news Mm -hmm. and I'm feeling Boaz move a lot more now and that's fun and exciting yep so that's all I have for my pregnancy update yeah, there's not. There's I mean, not much you're doing. To it. You're still doing well at walks and working yes. out. If working out about right now. I mean, I don't ever much, work out on the weekend. Right, but and seeing how rundown you stay. If yes, yes, you I have been not. working out three or four times a week and doing my power walks still, and that's been going well and doing green juice and. Yeah, you actually started the green juice back up. Yeah, that's been a, a three weeks yeah. doing that, too. So, taking some new supplements to help my liver, too, which I'm, I'm, I'm equating to why I'm feeling able to get off the medication and stuff is because of those things. Maybe it's not, but... But they did correlate around yes, the same time. for sure, when I started them. So, yeah, I feel like overall that's just going better and... And these are things that may not seem like a big deal and may seem really, well, great, she's taking green juice and she's taking some supplements. But 
being Abby's friend over the past <laughs> seven years. These, <laughs> these are, are big, not things I do. They're and to do joyfully and willingly and consistently. Consistently, yes, is, I struggle to remember to take. And you just don't like to, so yes, mm-hmm. yeah, it's hard to remember too when you don't really want to do right. them. Yes, definitely. But yeah, so. Um, what else is going on in our life? It's getting hot. It is getting hot. Here, summer is a coming. It is supposed to be 99 degrees tomorrow for Easter Sunday. Mm, yeah. Possibly hitting the 100 degree mark. Our kids are busting out their swimsuits. Yep. Playing in the water. Our kids are already out. Our kids are swimming right now. They are. And... So we've got to switch gears mentally to loads of pool towels and... Yeah, I need to do some major but on swim the plus, soup shopping. Plus side means that they will be cleaner. Our kids yes. will be cleaner uh-huh. because they will... My kids don't bathe nearly as much as they should. And so summertime is always when they're nice and not cool. as... Not as dirt encrusted on their feet from running around the neighborhood. Barefoot? Mm Mm-hmm. Because they can't run around barefoot when it's summer. Nope. They burn their feet. So that also, they have to wear shoes. Or at least flip-flops. Right. Something. But that feels like more Yeah, they still can get... I feel like my boys who even wear Crocs can get really gross feet. And sometimes in the summer when they're sweaty and the dirt comes in there... Yeah. It can still be gross, but then they go in the pool and get it all, all off. Speaking of dirty feet, we, thanks to a friend of ours, have gotten a new floor cleaner. Yes. This can be our recommendation. We yes. each have gotten this Yes. Floor well, cleaner. thanks to Danny slash thanks to our friend. Shout out to Lauren, who posted about this floor cleaner on Amazon. I've seen at least two other people talking about that they got it and liking it as well. Yeah. I, I never can't remember heard. the name of it's, it. The brand is Tinico. It's T I N E C O. We got the fancy model, which, which is. Which is currently on coupon. But is it's it still it, today? Uh, no. It's off? It was as of oh. even a few hours ago. I had checked. Well, okay, well, but ignore that part. It's still worth it. It is. <laughs> the fanciest model it's is expensive. It's, it's pricey. Okay, I just want to be clear that we acknowledge this is not just like oh, let me go buy a new mop at Walmart level of no. You like you've got to be committed. Yes, this is. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is the fancy. There are less fancy models as well, but the fancy model of this. Is, but once you try the fancy, you can't it's really hard untry not it. To yeah, yeah. It's four hundred dollars. So, uh, but we are very happy with it. It is a vacuum. It's described as a hardwood hardwood floor cleaner, lightweight wet dry vacuum cleaner. For, for multi-surface cleaning. It's cordless. It has a little charging port. And, and self-cleaning system. Yes. That is probably the biggest feature. Because I've gotten one of these like wet-dry vacuum mop things from Costco before. And they are the pain in the butt to like clean, clean afterwards. Yes. It's, yeah. Horrible. 
And I feel like it self-propels, so it's gr- I can do it as pregnant as I can be, and it would be fine. And... I feel like it doesn't leave your floor sopping. It dries it in, like, minutes after. Like... Less. Uh, yeah. It's like... you Within can, three minutes, your floor is completely yes. dry. Yeah. It's great. I use... So, Danny borrowed our friends who recommended it and loved it and bought it. And I was like, $400? No way. And I think... Were you a little surprised? So... The biggest reason that I was compelled to do that is that we help clean the floors at Chip's parents' house every week. And they have and a lot of floors. They have a, a, a large amount of square footage and a lot of hard floors. Mm-hmm. So And dogs. And they have dogs. Right. So normally we have to vacuum the whole hardwood floor and then mop the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And we're using... A, a Norwex mop, which is a great mop, except you feel like you have to rinse it out every yes. five seconds, mm-hmm. or you just feel like you're pushing dirty stuff around the floor. Yeah. And so this felt like maybe this would cut down some time because we are combining the vacuuming and the cleaning of the floor into one, and we're using clean water instead of just pushing so that was ultimately the biggest motivation of why you got you probably wouldn't have just bought this for your you're glad to have it for yours yes it's not like a purchase you would have invested in but you also have like significantly less flooring you have a lot of like carpet and right but if you know me at all you know my struggles with my floors like that is a very it's the bane of my existence. I struggle with my, my floors. God gave you these floors to be your continuing sanctification. It's like the thorn in my side are my floors. Uh-huh. Especially when you have 20, 100 kids coming through all the time. There's our, So the saddest part of it is I pick them and they're pretty. They're beautiful when they're clean and, and washed and nothing is on them. They're like... And I chose th- this tile. Like This isn't like it just came with the house no. and you have this struggle no. with this tile that you nope. were... Y- you picked it uh-huh. because... I thought, oh, this will be great. But it is... Not r- great. Really shows a Literally lot. Literally everything. everything. So, it's just been like... And I don't have like the best back. And so just mopping it in general feels like a lot of of work and it always hurts my back and then to like feel like it is undone in like seconds because anytime anyone walks on it it's like over even needing everyone to be gone while you're doing it because right it's all stays wet for 10 minutes 15 minutes so and then flooring. there's footprints through it and yes so i was i was skeptical that i was gonna like the floor cleaner because even with a mop you like see streaks i mean you see everything so I just thought it wasn't really going to... Because I've gotten a... Like I said, I've gotten a Costco one. I don't even remember what brand. And I just didn't love it. Like, it, it didn't... the Crosswave, the... Yes, it was. Bissell. Crosswave. Yeah. I didn't love it. It was horrible to clean. And I felt like it left streaks of, Everywhere. like, the vacuum marks. And and just, like, this is not... It's not really any easier than mopping. Right. So, but I borrowed Danny's, kind of hoping I wouldn't like it. Because I didn't want to spend $400. And I was trying not to talk... I know I talked it up, but I was trying not to talk it up too big. I was trying to 
I, I know that it still came across as I was really excited about it, but no, if you didn't. knew how much I was trying to... I think we were both myself. unsure about how we would think about it on my floors, though, yes. because my floors are just so... So, when I borrowed it last week to try it out, I was like, oh, no, this is terrible. This is so good. <laughs> and now I feel like I can't un... I can't no. unknow this. So, so I waited a week and was like, I don't know if I can do it. And anyway, it just came. We yeah. Got it. So the Tinico Floor 1 S3 cordless hardwood floor cleaner is what you would be looking for on Amazon. It's the more, again, there are cheaper models that you can compare. I think that the cheaper ones would Would probably be be fine too. The biggest upside to this one, I would say... Is battery life. Yes. Also, this one talks to you and tells you when you need to... Like, stop and clean it out. It will say, you need more to refill the water tank, powering down. Yeah. And it'll not let you keep going because you don't have enough water. Those types of things that I find really helpful. (laughs) Yeah. So that's Remember, super. you said, does it talk to you? And I said, yes. And you said, really? oh, wait. I, I was a joking. Yeah. I thought, yeah. So anyway, that's our, our recommendation for you. Try it out. If you don't like it, return it <laughs> to Amazon. It's only $400. Yep. Use that stimulus check. Yeah. To have cleaner floors. Hmm. What else we got? What do we have? We just scheduled a introduction to birth class that we're going to do in a few weeks. We did. And we got that on the calendar and we've had some people ask us different thoughts on like what what we think about different aspects of birth and as they're trying to explore different things and or also just wanting basic information on options for people who have only ever really known the hospital route but Mm -hmm. are interested in in home birth more especially right now with the different policies that are going on in the hospitals Mm -hmm. still yeah still Mm -hmm. oh that's an exciting thing the governor of Arizona where we reside has loosened things up a little bit around here yeah which has been exciting and it is exciting we mm-hmm. go out to stores and there are other I don't feel like hospitals who... will be loose any no time no soon, I'm not saying reasons. I'm not saying that I'm more just saying that when I Except... went to breakfast this week the other day and I walked in and the employee there was not wearing a mask and no one was wearing masks except one person I wouldn't say that's the norm though no, yes. but... It is becoming more back to norm. Yes. I don't think it's normal at all. It's just now maybe I'm not the only person. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll expect to see that more and more. Yes. I do feel like some hospitals are loosening up, not on the masks, but on at least banners now are allowing certified doulas in. For a while, they weren't allowing any doulas, only the, like... Partner, one person. One support person. So it, you, you could bring yes. your doula and not let your husband come. <laughs> That'd be kind of sad. I'm so sure I there are like, more people that happen. <laughs> I mean, probably. So there's that happening. And yeah, so we uh, got that planned and 
We also recently have been just barely, I wouldn't say we've, I mean, what? We've listened to parts of, you've listened to one whole episode and another almost, and I've listened Uh, to one, two I've listened to a couple not fully to the end episodes. Other times? Yeah. Or um, what we're talking about is a doctor in California. California. He's southern California, right? I believe so. I want to say the LA area. Dr. Stu Fishbein. And I don't even know. I feel like he's moving around. Where is he on Rumble now? Or I don't know. I know he's been trying to figure out what platform he's gonna. It's Birthing Instincts with Dr. Sue. Birthinginstincts.com is his website. Anyway, he has a podcast. We've been listening to that some, um, but he is an OBGYN that Here's specializes. the description. Birthing Instincts and Dr. Stuart Fishbane, Bane? Fishbane? Fishbane. Aim to teach, speak, and write about the normalcy of birth choices. Dr. Fishbane. Bine? What did you say? Fishbane. <laughs> Speaks frequently about birth choices, the ethics of respecting a woman's autonomy and decision-making, and reasonable, evidence-supported options of selected VBAC, breach, and vaginal twin vaginal birth. Follow him on his podcast and his blog. He He's, L- he's in L.A. He's in L.A. And he's the only OBGYN that specializes in natural bre- breach, twin, and VBAC birth at home. And because California law doesn't allow midwives to attend those types of births, so at he, home? yes, so he does. He also, at home. I don't know exactly the timeline. I think it was around ten years ago, maybe a little less than that. Ran into problems with um, the hospital allowing him to continue his privileges because right. of the choices that he was making to attend allow homework. attend home birth and. The decisions he was allowing in the hospital. Right. That but he's been doing this for 35 years. Yes. A long time. And so he, he is you, very selective. Is Like, he has criteria and uh, he has his own set of, like, I'm comfortable in this these scenarios. He's not just like, all right, anyone, whatever, whatever your risk factor is. He's definitely has his own criteria of the birth that he will... He feels comfortable attending. But he also very much looks at the individual woman when he evaluates that criteria. For sure. He doesn't just evaluate the criteria Mm -hmm. based on this chart and these sets of numbers. He wants to look at the whole picture and treat each woman as her normal and what is safe and healthy for her and her babies. It just feels so... I listened to an episode yesterday about epidurals and it is just interesting to hear let me see i think it was episode 190 epidurals are not candy it's just really interesting to hear an obgyn talk about the different hormonal processes that need to take place in how epidurals can like hinder that he not that he's against epidurals like he says like there are like it's great to get it at, at times but you have to be able to know what it does in order to know and how how to make an informed decision on if you want it or not and 
then he was talking about the rates of autism in people who have extended lengths of epidural. They did like a very large study on this with like a lot of women. I was just reading that somewhere else as well. Oh, okay. It's I don't remember how many women it was, but it was not just like some minuscule, but it is like the longer the length of time that you had an epidural in place, the more likely they were to, to be on the autistic spectrum. And um, also like getting a fever in labor. I think he had said it was like 11% of women who get epidurals in this test group got fevers in labor, and it was 1% of the people who without epidurals. Just like a significant right. difference. But right. that it wasn't the fever that... Like, they, they proved that it wasn't the fever that was leading to the autism. Okay. But that the... I can't remember the rates of... of but it was a significantly higher number of people the longer they had the epidural... Um, the the higher interesting yeah and so then, people have lots of theories on why right. people get autism and you know there's I think there's a lot of there's well I think there's a lot of reasons I think yes for sure I'm just it, saying it's not like epidurals in and of themselves have caused massive amounts of autism increases right in, but is it one aspect that could be affecting yeah especially children? when you look at at data like this it's it just is interesting compelling yeah and. Um, what was the other thing I was just about to say? I don't know. Might have come and gone. But. So, anyway, we've been listening to his stuff, and it's been interesting to uh, hear from an OBGYN in things that we're like, huh, yeah. That, yeah. So, that's been going on. What else? Mm. I don't remember even what we talked oh, about. Oh, that's week. what I was about to say. And you know, it had something to do with the epidurals and the fever. Is the reason that that can be significant is because when a mom develops a fever in labor, that automatically puts you on an even more strict time clock. They automatically want to give you antibiotics. Yes. They want to give your baby antibiotics yes. when their baby is born. It has a cascade effect. It's not just like, oh, you then have a fever in labor. There's, like, things that then, protocols that take place if you have a fever in labor. Right. So, it's, that's the hard part about all of these things. And that's, really, his goal is to make sure people have the information and the education so that they can make true and. Mm-hmm. There's true informed consent that they can truly make informed yes. decisions and they can knowingly walk mm-hmm. into things saying, I know this is a risk that I'm willing to take and I know that I might be faced with a choice further down the road mm-hmm. from this. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I understand the data and the right. risk that I'm taking and I can still make my own choice mm-hmm. and I don't, don't just have to fall under whatever the right. next step of the protocol is. And again, like there's, it's a, it's a choice that needs to be made between the birthing mother and her husband as they like and the, the provider, Lord. yes, right of whatever care is right. being given. But I'm just saying that it's it's not Ultimately, like you can have all of this information and then it's like you have to do it this way. Then no, like I think our big, but also it is the parents' responsibility. Yes, yes, I think our big push in some of these things is not that you birth a, a specific way but it's it's 
knowing what your choices are and being able to understand the risks and benefits to these choices and then make an informed decision. And those decisions don't all have to be this cookie cutter exact same way. But if you don't even understand what the risks are, you don't even understand what the original design God made for birth and the original way that God created a woman's body to go through this process. If you don't even have a clue in understanding that and how the hormones work, then you're going to be much more apt to maybe make a decision that you wouldn't if you did understand that. And I think as believers, it's important that we are thinking about this from a Christian perspective, thinking about, okay, well, how did God originally create this to be and go have that be our foundation and that be our starting point and kind of go from there. Right. So. Absolutely. Yep. Is your baby waking up? My baby's waking up from his nap. But he usually likes to play in his bed for a little bit. We'll see. He's putting his blankets over over his head. So, watch him on the cameras. <sighs> All right. Well. But, yeah, I feel like here we got 40 minutes in. Yeah. Of- so, the class we're going to do... On April 27th at 6.30 at Danny's house, if anyone is interested, is going to be like a basic foundational We're going to try to talk about birth as it just happens. Mm -hmm. And then... Different models of care that you can seek if you are pregnant. And and kind of how birth is viewed through those models of care. Mm -hmm. And... It will be not, it will not be an in-depth look at these things. It will just be the very We hope to eventually have more in-depth classes that we potentially do. But at this point, this is just like a overview, foundational We find that when we talk to people, there's even a lot of definitional confusion confusion when we... We terms are thrown out and different people either don't know what certain terms that are basic terms mean or yeah. there's different definitions that all get used for like the term natural birth there I think that that's a very right. loaded term that people can mean a lot of different things by that mm-hmm. um, so yeah we're gonna just try to run through some definitions run through what some of the options and choices are that we don't feel are always explained or given to right everyone and it's one of those things that i think anyone whether um whether you're pregnant whether you're hoping to be pregnant you're in a newly married stage or you've had kids and you're hoping to have more kids Mm -hmm. I think that even single women yeah who hope that one day they might be married and have kids or who may never be but this is information I think women who are past the childbearing years and have daughters and nieces and friends and are going to be Speaking into the lives of younger women at church, I think this is good information to learn. Yeah. No matter where you're at, mm-hmm. and definitely can. I think it's easy to think, well, oh, I don't need to go to a class like that unless I'm pregnant. But I think that sometimes 
it's the it's, people who are not pregnant and wouldn't normal normally even be looking for a class like this it can really it can really change the culture around you to have more of this information and know how to support yeah. women in their choices as they walk through their pregnancies. Right. So if it's even something that sounds intriguing to you and you're local or... 6.30. If you have April other friends 27th. or... Yeah. So. Message us if you need more info. Or the address or whatever. But yeah. I'm proud of us for getting at least an episode up. It I was know. Really we were... Miss, so. We were really not. Sorry, it's 42 minutes, but hey, better, better than, than nothing. nothing. All right. Bye. Bye.